This is Onis on Opas, a fan podcast where we talk about our Korean drama boyfriends, aka Opas, and all the other things we love about Korean dramas. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, aka Onis. I'm Susie. And I am Lynn. And right now I am in the middle of watching Personal Taste, starring uh, Sonia Jin and Lee Min Ho, who, I mean, thank goodness his name is almost the same because his character is Jin Ho. I was like, oh, is that confusing on the set? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Jin Ho, but he's really Min Ho in real life. <laughs> uh, I will say right now I am on episode 14, which is almost universally my least favorite episode of every 16 episode because it's always <laughs> you know episode 14 is the point in the plot when the dong hits the fan so to speak you know i mean all of the yes where everything yeah. sort of breaks down exactly to be put back together in episode <laughs> exactly 16. and all of the terrible people <laughs> which there are a handful of terrible people in this one are at their terriblest. So, I, I mean, at this point, I've been through enough shows that I'm just like, just soldier on. You just got to get through episode 14 and 15 to get to episode 16. There's just no, you can't skip over it because you won't know what happened. But, right. oh, but yeah, it's not not my favorite. So that's where I am right now. <laughs> What are you watching, Sus? Well, I last night just finished Law School on Netflix. Highly recommend. Very, um, sometimes very intense. Lots of twists and turns. A little bit soapy, but in a good way. You know, there's a murder mysteries. There's college kids. I guess they're not college kids. They're law school kids trying to, you know, deal with school stuff. And then also trying to figure out this murder thing mm. and uh, like a couple of professors who really you know are invested in the success of their students and they're also like helping them out and at the same time involved in this whole murder thing but also you got get to learn about a few different korean laws mm. um you know there's not just criminal law there's also you know there are defamation laws and then there's other kind of unique to korea laws that mm -hmm. you get to know so that's really really interesting yeah and so i really really enjoyed it i highly recommend for like a really sort of like high octane exciting sort of thriller mm -hmm. show but with a side of really likable characters and you know, each character really got, like, their time in the sun. You know, each of them got a couple of episodes of Spotlight, and I thought they all um, were incorporated really well to the main um, to the main plot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, really, really love it. Just great performances. I haven't seen Kim Myung-min in a minute. Um, the last thing I saw him in was... Beethoven's virus oh. which where he was kind of a similar character he was a big shot conductor oh that was for some reason I can't remember now why um was 
told to conduct this sort of small town orchestra that is <laughs> made up of, you know, just ordinary people who oh, yeah. either, you know, learned a little bit before mm-hmm. and like quit because, you know, they're not, you know, life as a musician was not a thing for them or, right. you know, there's, I remember there's an older oboe player who used to be in an orchestra, but now he's retired, but he still wanted to play, you know, so it's like a hodgepodge of just, and he's, you know, of course, you come into this and you're some internationally renowned person mm-hmm. and you're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of that, uh, a little bit like the, the personality is a bit the same, but I, I like him in law school a lot more than that one because from the from the get-go you can you you get the good vibes from Mm, him mm -hmm. even though he's like a very um strict professor yeah yeah but he has like a very very good like method in teaching and he really cares about his students so that part was i really liked yeah highly recommend finger hearts we need like an audio finger heart that we can like <laughs> ding ding we can put in the podcast because people little can't like, see all our finger bling, hearts <laughs> bling, bling, bling. little bling, like bling, bling. little like bling, sparkle bling, sparkle bling, sound <laughs> exactly exactly we need some nice like little finger heart sound effects so people will know about the finger hearts so the whole, I'm just going to say real quick that the whole reason why I got started with Korean drama is because of you, Susie. <laughs> you are my uh, my mentor, my sensing meme of K-dramas and enabler. I mean, I think we need to be clear about. That is probably my fact, major contribution is enabler. <laughs> both of those both of those things. Oh, are you want more? True. Here's more. <laughs> Sensing name plus enabler is Susie. But Susie got me started on Korean dramas last year in 2021 with Startup, which was very apropos as it turns out. Who knew? Uh, which we'll talk more about in our first OPA centric episode. Yeah, and I sort of have never looked back since then, and now I'm just, I almost never watch things with people speaking English anymore. <laughs> what has happened to me, Suze? What has happened? <laughs> Susie, how did you get started watching Korean dramas? Well, I have a little bit of a longer journey because quick background, I grew up mostly in Indonesia. And in that part of the world, so-called dramas are a staple. Like every country has their own versions of it. And so I grew up watching a lot of Hong Kong and Taiwanese dramas because my mom speaks Chinese and sometimes we can get these sort of recorded on VHS and you can rent (laughs) them. Remember when you can rent videos? That is how we watched our dramas back then. Um, And particularly the old Hong Kong 
like martial arts ones or were a favorite growing up. And so I was already familiar with this concept and and then sort of early 2000s, I went home from college one summer and my mom shoved one in front of me and was like, you need to watch this. It's Korean. It's so good. And it was oh. it was Autumn in My Heart or Endless Love or whatever other title it has circulated <laughs> under, <laughs> as, as we will discuss others that also have a variety of titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically just hooked since then. Um, but then I sort of fell out of it around... 2011-ish, 2010, 2011, uh, just simply because I was, you know, working on other things and just didn't have time or also didn't really have, um, well, I can't say I didn't have access. I did have access. I just, like, didn't have time and just sort of, like, did a lot of other things and watched other things and um, because, as you know, it is a commitment to... <laughs> Korean dramas you know when it's not your language you're watching something you can't really do other things while you're right you know whereas in like if it's a show in English you can sort of you know maybe craft while you're watching or Mm -hmm. you know sort your mail (laughs) you know you can do some other mundane tasks while you're watching multitask as it were but um you know the pandemic hit And then starting almost exactly a year ago, I, you know, I just decided I need to just pick up a Korean drama again. And I had a friend who was like pushing a particular drama at me. It was Goblin or else known as Guardian. (laughs) Guardian, the great and lonely lonely God. God. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, I knew it was going to be a black hole that I would not come out of for a long time. And sure enough, <laughs> I didn't look back. Similar to Lynn, I, I watch very few things in English right now. And it's I'm catching up from 10 years of not watching. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that I haven't seen. So that's that's where I am right now. So when did you watch, did you watch Coffee Prince at the time that it aired or did you watch it more recently? Um, I did watch it around the time that it aired. Okay. That time. Yeah. I remembered back in like 2006, this is before Coffee Prince, um, I was watching Palace also with mm-hmm. Yun and Hei and... Mm-hmm. It was on, I was watching it on YouTube when YouTube had a 10 minute limit on their videos. So one episode had six parts that you had to find. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So six times 16 parts. That's a lot of parts. Yeah. I tell you, it's, it's, uh, yeah. The concept of binge watching has like been in my vocabulary for a long time because I remembered one watching that um, and seeing the sun go up 
see the sun come up while I was like finishing up the last episode and just going, wow, okay. I I literally stayed up all night to watch this show. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's love right there. <laughs> it's, that's you know, commitment. I think the, the format of the Korean drama really lends to that because there's a definite end. You know, I feel like the concept of um, second and third seasons is mm-hmm. really, really uncommon in Korean dramas. You know, like even now, there's more of them than there used to be, uh, multiple mm-hmm. seasons of something. Um, but in general, they're just going to be like one story and then there's the end. So if you're like, especially if you're close to the end, it's like you really want to just chase it and like get to there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, some of the ones that we've watched together, by which I mean actually in the same space at the same time, I mean, we've watched the last four, five episodes just because once you get to kind of episode 12, it's like, well, now we just got to downhill it all the way. (laughs) We got to find out what happens. (laughs) Oh, a yes. quick disclaimer. Neither of us mm. are Korean. So, you know, if True. we mispronounce some things, apologies ahead of time. Yes. But... I promise that I will pronounce, mispronounce things. Not on purpose, <laughs> just because I don't know. But I am trying. <laughs> We're both trying to do our best. So, don't... DM us, please. <laughs> Let's talk about why we are calling the the podcast Unis on Opas, because everybody might not understand what that means. As we were talking mm-hmm. about before we started recording, if you look it up on Google Translate, it's going to tell you it's sisters on brothers, which is <laughs> awkward and not what we're going for at all. Right. Susie said earlier, we are your metaphorical big sisters, a.k.a. Oni, because that is what that word means in Korean. It is a term for a younger sister to use towards an older sister and then a younger sister speaking about an older brother or speaking to an older brother would call him opa right so literally opa is older brother for females but there are other uses of opa in the korean culture and Typically, it's really used to address politely somebody, if you are a female, somebody who is older than you and could be your brother. There's a different word if that person could be your father, for instance. Right. Um, So, uh, you know, it could be an acquaintance. It could be a friend. It could be somebody you've never met before. Um, typically you probably wouldn't do that because it does indicate some familiarity, Mm. but another way Opa is used is also for 
male celebrities, regardless of age. So that is why you will every now and then hear us call these actors Opa, or that is why we chose to name our podcast. That's right. And now is the time in the show when I get to ask Susie anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that sounds evil. <laughs> right. No, no, it's not. It's not evil. Uh, no, here's what I really wanted to ask you is why in the, let's see, we started watching Startup in like July of 2021. Mm-hmm. Why did you suggest that? Because you knew that uh, that I had never watched any Korean dramas to that point. So mm-hmm. what what made you want to suggest that as a as something to buddy watch? And also why specifically that one out of all of the you know as I am now aware, many many hundreds of. <laughs> dramas to choose from why why Susie why 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 okay so I generally have trepidation when um, introducing Asian dramas to western people Mm. or people who are not accustomed to watching them or people who are mainly watching Western shows or American shows, Mm -hmm. mainly, because it's quite different. And there's, you know, always, well, one, it's subtitled. Lots Mm -hmm. of people do not enjoy or feel like it's going to be hard to multitask Mm -hmm. your eyes and your attention. Right. Understandable. It's fine. Um, But also, there's always going to be like a cultural barrier a bit um, mm. where, you know, if you're not of that culture, you'll have to, like, really be open to experiencing it and mm-hmm. um, not as to not flat out reject it or feel like that's weird, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I know you're not somebody who would do that. Mm. <laughs> you would have questions <laughs> and you would find the answers and not just brush it off as this is like, too different for me right right yeah um but like anyone else i would like to share things i love and k-dramas are something that i really love and so i wanted to introduce you to it to see if you would like it and um i had recently watched startup when i suggested it Mm -hmm. and i really loved it like I thought technically it's like 10 out of 10 yeah um it is of course now one of my favorite Korean dramas it's not at the top um for me but it's structurally something that I thought was really good and could be appreciated by other people and it doesn't have too much cultural stuff Mm, that would be confusing or you know 
it's 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 a relatable environment right um where it's set you know it's you're starting up a company every country everyone can like relate to that or know something about that right and it's a tech company which uh, again everyone knows about a little bit yeah so i just thought it's like a good like once i saw it i was like this is a good gateway drama for people who (laughs) if you've never seen korean dramas this is a really good door to go through yeah if you want to try to get into it yeah um because everything was just really just well done you know it's just a very well done thing so that's why that's why that is why well and i can i can empathize so much i'm not sure if empathize is the right word i can relate so much to what you're saying about you know when you really love something you want to share it with other people because that's the whole reason why we wanted to make a podcast it's because now we both (laughs) love korean drama so much and we wanted to share our love with all of the peoples who also love korean dramas or maybe like I was a year ago, are just getting started on Korean dramas, but there's so much to love. <laughs> there is. Delightful. <laughs> We're not just in it for the opas. But, I mean, I'm not mad about the opas. Don't get me wrong. No, not at all. <laughs> so that wraps up our inaugural episode of Unison Opas. You can find us on Instagram at Unison Opas Pod. Come by and tell us what you're watching and who are your favorite opas. Who are your favorite opas? I want to know. Oh, I really want to know. Yes. There's always room in my heart for more favorite opas. Yes. Because... As Kim Sun-young asked in Reply 1988, aren't all of the handsome ones called Opa? Yes. 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 The answer is yes. Yes, they are.